Want to have safe kinky sex? Make sure you make your way over to AdamEve.com. Adam and Eve has over 12 million satisfied customers worldwide. Everything from the newest vibrators to classic movies. When you're on AdamEve.com, make sure to enter in the promo code HUSH50. That's H-U-S-H-5-0 to get 50% off almost any one item and free shipping. Do I need to say that again? Free shipping. Make sure you have your kinky safe sex needs satisfied by visiting AdamEve.com. Welcome to Hush, the podcast guaranteed to give you a load of fun. And with that being said, let's slide into the episode. My name is Kim with the Hush Podcast. This is volume 71, and we're going to dive right into the V-card stories of my guest today. I have Dana, Queen of Hearts, and Vejan. They are the CEO of Focation Lifestyle Events. Yes. Thank you for having us. Thank you for reaching out. I appreciate you taking the time to come onto the episode, and I want to get right into it. How did you lose your virginity, both of you? <laughs> Uh, I lost mine from a boy who called me, um, uh, I think I was 16 at the time and he was 14 at the time <laughs> and he, he was, he was going to my sister's, uh, school and I guess he saw a picture of me in a yearbook and he called me for a month straight and we got to know each other over the phone without seeing each other and, uh, both fell in love. I guess you can call it puppy love magic or whatever. And yeah, when we met, he came over and we decided to be boyfriend, girlfriend. He broke my virginity. How long did it last? Uh, we were together for about a, about a year. How long did the sex last? <laughs> oh, how long did the sex last? Oh, um, I was, I can't remember. It felt like all night. It felt like maybe, I don't know, a couple of hours. That's not bad. Not bad yeah. at all for the first time. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ray? <laughs> well, I lost my virginity. I had a boyfriend and I cheated on him. Me and my boyfriend tried to kind of break my virginity, but it didn't work. It didn't happen. I got kind of scared. My hair goes, I went to the park and I met this guy and he was really cute. And we didn't even know each other. <laughs> so we went back to his friend's parents' home. And he broke through. I was like, oh, no, this is not going to work again. But however it goes, he got in. <laughs> and then the next day I got, like, totally sick. I was like, oh, my God, I cheated on my boyfriend with someone else. And he couldn't even break my virginity because we were supposed to be together. <laughs> and he couldn't do it. Someone else did. <laughs> How long did that last? The sex. Oh God! It seemed like it was. It was in the summertime and it was really hot. It seemed like we were up there for like hours. It's for like two or three hours because it was. First, when he was trying to get it in, I was kind of like, like, oh no, I can't do this. But once he did, it, it, I guess I'll say an hour. But it seemed like forever. But I'll say an hour. 
That's actually really good. I've heard of people where it was like five minutes or something. Maybe like, you know, ten if they were lucky. <laughs> right. Um, I didn't have that experience. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fast forward now. Can you give me an intro of what both of you do for vacation lifestyle events, just for those that don't know? Yeah, sure. You want to go first or are you going to go? Um, well, I guess because my part is kind of pretty easy. I pretty much work on our budget and and I work for the budget, the vendors, and the staff, getting all that together, making sure everything's going to run well. <laughs> I'm kind of a control freak in, in that area, so I think that kind of worked out for me well or whatever, and I pretty much work behind the scenes with all that. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And I um, am, like, creative director, so I basically come up with, like, the themes, and we collaborate on those together. Um, the You know, just basically promotions and, um, yeah, promoting flyer work, um, kind of just coming up with concepts and working with everyone on those. Yeah, she got the biggest job getting everyone there. Because <laughs> I had like, like getting everybody there. That getting part, everyone there. That part too. So she kind of has to work, and that's like a twenty-four hour day job that never stops. <laughs> yeah. Those sound like pretty tough jobs. How long have you both been involved with swinger lifestyle events? Throwing events. This is my fourth year. Anniversary was, um, I think last week. Four four years. Ooh. Throwing events. That's pretty cool. Very awesome. What inspired you to journey into into the lifestyle, or what sparked your interest in it? Uh, for me, for me, my coworker uh, got me interested in it by coming. She was co she would come to work with these wild stories and say, "Yeah, the party was just a it was a wild party that I go to, you know, every weekend." And I'm like, "When are you guys invite me to these wild parties? What wild parties are you talking about?" And you know, and she says, "Yeah, you know, and she's she was she's a lesbian, so she's like." Um, I, I walk around with my cock out and, and swinging it everywhere. I'm like, what party is this? And finally she told me it was a swingers club and, you know, I needed a, a membership or uh, someone, a sponsor to get in. So that's, um, I, I just told her I want to go. I just want to see what it's like on the inside. I've never been and never knew anybody that has been. So that's how I started. That has me curious now. How do you get a sponsor? Right. <laughs> Someone has to be a member of that club, and mm -hmm. they will sponsor you in, which means that they're pretty much responsible for you. So say, for instance, whatever your actions are, whatever happens in that club, this person is your sponsor, and they're responsible for you. And you would, you used to be able to find it on their website. Yeah, they would yeah. have, they would post, uh, I, I'm, I'm willing to sponsor someone tonight. You know, just uh, let me know. You were, you was allowed to have sponsor, bring in people. I mean, was it, was it limited back then to like maybe two? I think it was 10 people. And then you was allowed to sponsor 10 people. Yeah. I think it was. Okay. Yeah. See, I never knew that there was even sponsors. <laughs> you well, it depends lot. on it. Just depends on the club. Okay. And this was we're, we're talking ten years ago, right? Because like some clubs, I don't think they do have. Yeah, sponsors. they don't have sponsors you anymore. Have to be a member. Yeah, you can just easily sign up and become a right, member. Right, and become a member. Okay, all right. It's not as hard as it used to be to get in. Right, you, you used to have to know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. <laughs> <laughs> 
yet. <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that just, that's what kind of like sparks like a tight knit community? You know, like normally people that are not part of a lifestyle, a swinger lifestyle, like they look on the outside, they're kind of like outsiders and then inside is a tight knit kind of feel. Is it like that with your clubs? It's, I wouldn't, it, we do have a very, very tight knit, but not a tight knit to where nobody else is welcome. Yeah, I would okay. say that. Yeah. yeah that it's just once you're in, you're, you're, you're family, you know, it's no matter where you go, no matter what race you are, it's a, it's just something about, oh, you're in the lifestyle, we're in the lifestyle, we're a family type right. of vibe. Right. And we welcome everyone, you know, that's willing, of course, and all that, so... I don't, I don't want we don't want to close off to anyone because we feel like this is such a free environment. I feel like everyone should be in. I feel like it's free and healthy. You yeah. Know, and it's good for the soul. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You touched on family. So now I'm curious. How did both of your friends and family react when they found out or do they not know? All of my friends that I, I never told my family except for my siblings and they were understanding just because they're they're my siblings, so um, that wasn't an issue. My mom doesn't know to the to the day, and our lives are separate. My vanilla life is separate uh, from my lifestyle uh, life. Therefore, all my friends that were close to me that I didn't want to want to separate, I just brought into the lifestyle with me. Mm-hmm. So now I have a hundred percent all lifestyle friends. And it, and anybody else is just a relative or a coworker. Okay. I guess, yeah, wasn't that easy for me because like my mom doesn't know, but my sister does because my sister knows everything about me. So it was easier it, easy to tell my sister. And I have like two cousins that come out, and I have a couple of more cousins that want to. So I really don't tell everyone because a lot of people don't. Yeah, of course, take it well. But if it was up to me. None of my family would have probably known, but it just happened. It just happened that way, just in case something happens to me or something. Like, where was she at? So think of that yeah. story. So I think about that. So I knew that my sister had someone had to know. I knew that. Yeah, like to keep your best interests at heart for her. Yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah, that. and like expanding out of family and friends. Um, how does it affect your relationships with people in general? I think it, it helps our relationships with other people because swinging has a lot to do with being open and communicating well with others and, and literally solving problems all the time because there's always issues that's, that's going to come up that you don't face um, in the vanilla world. So you're constantly thinking and, and trying to solve things in, in the best way that suits everybody that's involved so when it comes to dealing with other people you we look at things differently you know we don't look at everything the same so it's a more of an open attitude about certain things and some things a lot of things we let go you know you you learn to let go of a lot of things that um, most people hold on to like grudges and things like that so you grow and you learn about yourself in this lifestyle yeah it sounds like a lot of good vibes and good times honestly I like that that's cool Going back to the first time that you ever went to a swinger party, how did that go for each of you? <laughs> well, my first swinger actual party was a house party. And it was good because I already knew the people's house that I was going to because we all met at the swingers club. 
So it was awesome. It was just kind of different being in a home. Because look, I was kind of like, oh my God, we're in their home. What if someone comes over and knocks on their door? This is what I'm thinking the whole time or whatever, <laughs> because we're in their home. But it was actually good and it was fun and it was cool and it was a little intimate thing. But it was like 50 people there or whatever, but it was still kind of close and intimate or whatever. So, but I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. And I'm going to go with the club. The first time I ever walked into the club. I immediately fell in love with the, I immediately fell in love with the environment because it was so freeing to see you walked in a place and you saw all these women who were naked running around having a great time. And I'm not saying that every club you walk into is going to be like that. This was, this is, you're talking about Indiana, um, <laughs> 10 years ago and the clubs were really, really, really popping. And you, you know, you walked in, you see women walking around in lingerie or, or them being naked, any size, age and races. It's just freeing to know that, okay, this is a place where I can stop caring about things that I care about so much in the vanilla world, such as my body shape or, you know, my age. I'm not worrying about dancing around young kids who are 23 years old with model bodies and they're the only ones that's going to get attention because it's definitely not like that in the lifestyle. It's, it's not. It's like, it's like, you mean you can be 60 and get the same attention that you can get if, uh, a 30-year-old walked in. It's, it's yeah. no different. I feel like that's a big confidence and ego boost, you know, especially when it comes to, like, sexuality and embracing it. I feel like there's nothing more than... There's nothing more sexy than being confident in yourself, you know? And, like, for me, having two kids, totally insecure. Like, oh, I have, like, this mommy belly still, you know? So it's really cool that the environment just doesn't matter. It doesn't... You know, you're here to have a good time. And safe... Yeah. You know, safe, good times. I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Let's get a little dirty, though. What are your kinkiest experiences? I'm sure everybody gets curious about this part of a swinger party. What do you consider the kinkiest? For me, I don't, I don't know exactly what is the kinkiest, but I guess I was, I would have to say, um. Probably a, th- uh, a threesome with two men, so. Oh, that is so cool. I'm going to be real with you. That's like one of my fantasies. I'm wanting oh, to know that, how that feels. It happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's one thing. Anything that you can think of, you can make happen at, um, at these events. So it's definitely a possibility. Yeah, it is. Because, see, I like orgies. I think my big kick is orgies. And I love, I enjoy watching others have sex. You know, I do, too. And I say that because I've actually been in a room where, like, somebody was having sex in front of me. And and it was was erotic. But I actually didn't participate. And it wasn't a swinger party, nothing like that. It was kind of like a mini orgy because I was sleeping with somebody else and she was sleeping with somebody else. But, you know, ever since then, that's where my curiosity actually sparked. It was like, whoa, imagine now seeing other people around me. Besides just this woman, you know, and honestly, my attention, even though like I don't really I've shared it before, but like I like to focus more on the woman, even though like I tend to gravitate more toward men. I just like, I don't know, the the female anatomy, really, like, even though I've only been with men, though. So I feel like 
It just, I don't, it entices me, really. It intrigues me. So have you ever been to a swinger party? I haven't been, but I'm curious about going to one. It's been something like, when I used to host this podcast with my ex, it was something that we had considered doing, but we never did. And now that I'm single, I'm like, ah, it's still there. You know, that curiosity is still there. Like, ah, maybe I will try that, you know? Yeah, you should. You most definitely should. The I'm lifestyle calls picks you. You don't pick them. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I like that. That's gonna be like <laughs> that's gonna be the model for this show. <laughs> I like that. What about turnoffs though? What turnoffs do you have? Um, aggressive men. Aggressive men, and especially men who aren't lifestyle mindset. Do not have the life mindset of the lifestyle. I think that's mine too, and the touching and the feeling of the part when they think, I, the ones that come in that don't know, and they touch and grab, and they think they should be aggressive and hard with you with every woman, that's a big turn off for me. Yeah. Let me add women too, the aggressive, <laughs> aggressive women Got who, them too. <laughs> who I, I don't separate um, the male from the we like to, and it, and it sometimes comes out that way a lot. That, that it's always the men, but deep down, and if we start really calling out the bullshit, it's women too. You know, I don't like to be touched by every single woman, and just because I'm naked, and just because I'm a woman, and you're a female, does not give you the right to touch on me without without asking. I may not want to be touched by you, you know. And I think as females. Um, we we think we can get away with a lot of things, yeah. and mm-hmm. especially with touching on men. You know, we just walk. You know, so it, it happens. The women will just walk up to men and grab their dicks and and touch all over them. And what if he didn't want that? You know, what yeah. I mean, what if? Why do we assume that since we're females, it's okay? Right. But when a man does it, it's a whole problem. Right. He's not lifestyle, or he's rude, or he needs to be kicked out. But you will turn him right around and do it to a female or another man. And I don't think it's fair. I think it needs to be called out. How do you promote, like, the consensual part? So do you go up and talk to somebody and then start going into, like, you know, the action with them? Or how how do you do that part, I guess, so you don't just go grab people? It's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a, we all know what we're here here for but when you catch someone's eyes and you immediately feel that chemistry and you you walk up to them you have a conversation for me it's real everybody kind of knows how i go if i see somebody that i'm i'm attracted to and i know i know within the first minute if i'm if i'm going to fuck them or not so i'm going to go right straight to them and ask them hey you want to play <laughs> and they're like either like yes, <laughs> no, not right now. I just get the answer from them. If it's not right now, I'll be like, okay, cool, catch you later. And I'm on to the next person. So that's for me. What about you, Vay? For me? I, I don't know. Um, I guess it, to me, I guess it is conversation and intimacy or whatever. If you're getting it, you're talking with someone. Because it, cause for me, when I first see them, I know I'm going to fuck them anyway or whatever. But, and once we get together and we're talking and we vibe and I'm like, oh yeah, we're fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and it's way better than, <laughs> and so yeah, so you kind of know then or whatever. So yeah, that's just, that's just how it goes. <laughs> Let's step into something, the negative part, basically. What are the common misconceptions to swinger lifestyle events? 
which is a completely different thing. You know, yes, it could be couples there and singles there. And yes, everybody's having sex, but there's um, the lifestyle is not just about sex. It's a mindset. And you can, you know, your sexual activities do not determine if your lifestyle or not. So that's the difference. You can, you can go to a party and as soon as you walk in, you got to take off all your clothes. Everybody's having sex. You, you know, everybody's having sex with each other and that's what you came for. And there's prostitutes there. They're paid to be there. They're fucking you and blah, blah, blah. You get out. That's not a lifestyle event. That's a, that's literally a fuck party. And, and there's a difference. And if you don't know that difference and you end up in one of those parties and you confuse it with the lifestyle, that's what's hurting. That's, that can hurt. And that's why we promote very hardly about, on, on education, the part that we're, we're supplying education about the lifestyle at these events. That's a big major part of what we do. That was actually going to tie into my next question was like, how do you overcome the misconceptions? You know, like, I feel like there's so many labels. Yeah. Education, education, yeah. education. Definitely. Everything from A to Z about the lifestyle, we go over. Uh, we go over it. Uh, on, I go over it on my YouTube videos, my IG videos. Uh, we have newbie class, education, and we also have the other classes about the lifestyle during, during it. And also on our event page, we go over rules. Um, we go over... Uh, you know, just a lot of topics that pertain to the lifestyle in these events to make sure everybody's on the same page, that there won't be any um, disruptions throughout the event. That has me curious about another thing, though. So when it comes to being discreet, and let's say that there's a married couple there and, and they don't want anybody in the town to know that this is what they do. Um, are there like rules that respect that type of privacy? It, it is, but also at the same time, that's like you going to the swingers club. Like we, they can't control who gets in that door. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, they can have control, but they can't say, oh, this person knows such and such, so they can't get in here. You know, it's not, it's never that. So you take, and when you be join this lifestyle, you're taking a 50 50 chance, regardless right. of running into a cousin, your neighbor, a coworker, your doctor. You're going to take a chance of doing that. So you have to know that coming in the door when you go to these type of events, unless you go to an extremely private event that is tailored for that. And those are usually extremely pricey. So you, you, you're partying at your own risk, basically. But the, uh, the part that we can control is no cell phone zones, no videos without permission, um, those type of things. Those are the things that we can control. Right. Cause a lot of people just mainly don't want to be photographed and we're all adults there. So it's kind of like, we hope that 
no one's running back and telling anything. But if you're truly an adult, that doesn't happen. Well, oh, God, I see such and such at the party or whatever and running and telling everybody else or whatever. But we're pretty much all adults when it comes to that. So, yeah, but control, like she said, controlling the cell phones and all that and picture taking and all that helps out with that a lot because a lot of people really just don't want to be photographed. And I don't blame them. That's really cool. I like that. I, I respect that you do that for, for those people, you know, that may be a little shy about it. Like, I'm doing this, but please, no pictures. That That's right. really cool. Um, yeah. Just about the whole sex-positive um, attitude in general, were you always open to sexuality like this? <laughs> no, I wasn't. I, I mean, I, I wanted to, but I was. I didn't know how to communicate that. So, and, and then a lot of things that I've learned in the past um, 11 years or so are, is new to me as far as expressing them and actually seeing them come to life because I thought something was wrong with me prior to learning about this other, se- you know, all these sexual things that are going the extra beyond um, missionary, <laughs> you know, anything beyond missionary, I thought was something was wrong with me. Because you wanted to do more. Yeah, I wanted to do more. I wanted <laughs> to be more freakier. I wanted to do nasty things that, they, you know, whatever they call nasty, you know, which is norm, our norm now. Uh, those are the things I wanted to do, but didn't know how to express them or if I was going to get rejected or feel some type of way from, you know, be rejected for like, other people. So, um, yeah. That's my take on that. Mm-hmm. No, I was, as always, I was having threesomes at 16, so. <laughs> Damn. Right. <laughs> I still have yet to have my first one. I was trying to get one here in San Diego, but he wasn't open to uh, male, male, female. So I was like, oh, <laughs> next. <laughs> right. Very common to, yeah, to common. non-lifestyle men. Yeah. Yeah. Very common. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, about? Uh, a lot of vanilla people think, you know, the freakiest and the vanilla world is 90, 90% of the time is a threesome with a, a female, two females two and a female. male. Mm-hmm. And that's the freakiest that they, you never even think of a vanilla woman hardly ever thinks that she can go out here and have sex with a man and and her spouse or her boyfriend at the same time. You know, that doesn't, you just don't think about that. The freakiest thing you, you do is say, hmm, I want to get my best friend for my man. You know, I want to go out yeah. there and get a girl for my man. I tend to get you know? more to them. To the, right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a switchover once you get over here. And that's the, the hardest part for men to um, overcome in the lifestyle is getting over another man being with their female. Yeah. I was going to tie, that kind of does tie into my next question. What words of advice do you have for people curious about swinger events, like myself, for instance? <laughs> I would say start off slow. It's a, um, it's a progress. And you, I mean, you know, you just can't jump in there and go to, like, you can. Like, I would say, like, with vacation, it is on a higher level. However, uh, most people who attend vacation for the first time, uh, don't play. They're usually watching and catching the vibe and trying to see how things work. And then they, uh, on the second time around, they always post, okay, this time I'm going to play. I'm ready this time. I, I got it together. I watched last time. I, I'm more comfortable. I know people. I'm ready to do this. Um, but my advice is if you're just starting off, go to a, find a local swingers club. Go to your swingers club. Meet friends. Meet friends that have been in this for a while. Let them kind of mentor you 
and show you the ropes a little bit, get familiar with it. But making friends is a great start. And then you'll start getting invites to more and more parties, bigger events. And then you'll, you know, dive into the deeper, like, hotel takeovers and stuff like that. Yeah, I would say that, too, because me personally, I don't want to listen to someone else's stories or whatever. I want to get myself out there. So just to go to a party, and I think, honestly, going to vacation is a good first learning experience to me because, for one, you're being educated. You're not just coming. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're being educated. And I'm thinking that they will be more open to, like, oh, wow, there's way more to this than that. And I like it here. And then, like you said, once you meet friends in this, Mm -hmm. you become more comfortable. Yeah. So, and it's more easier or whatever. Like, while this is the place I want to be, I feel comfortable here. I don't feel pressured. Right. Nobody, none of that. And I got educated for myself. Right. And then when you're in an environment where it's a whole lot of people being free, yeah, that that makes you more comfortable to do it as well. Because if you go to a place and everybody is fully clothed all the way to their neck <laughs> the entire night, yeah. you're not going to feel comfortable taking your clothes no. off. And say so you go to another event and where they just got butt naked and like oh right this didn't happen while i was there right i know yeah so whatever i guess whatever you go to first is kind of going to set the tone yeah for your for your for your journey pretty much okay because i'm thinking it's vocation because yeah you're going to get educated and you're going to still see some nudity right (laughs) it's mainly going to be dana you're going to see her (laughs) she's going to say hey i'm dana queen of hearts and i'm naked but hey she's going to give you a hug come to appreciate about swinger lifestyle events i want to go first i come to appreciate because i met dana and it's like yeah when we met it's like we just hit instantly we just clicked so and now we build a bond and we're we're more than friends we're family and that's something that will never go away you know we are now bond to each other we are family so we're going to grow old together so i do really appreciate that miss And I agree with her. It's the bonds and the friendships that yeah. you make because this is uh, it becomes your it becomes your your life. Yeah. It becomes your family. And we we have barbecues together. We go on trips together. Um, we drive all the way to Atlanta. Yeah. Spend time with you know birthday parties. Yeah. Um, you know we we have friends all over the world. Yeah. I mean, just anywhere we want to go is it's out there because you're making connections. Yeah. And you're building bonds with people, and these are real bonds that are that will last a lifetime. Yep. That's what I appreciate about this meeting the people that I would have never met. <laughs> you know, just going to a club in, in your own city, I just wouldn't have met them. I, I just I appreciate that, yeah. and the love and and the the love that they give back. Yeah, most definitely. That is, yeah, because we get a lot of love, and and this is the reason we do this for them. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. Their appreciation, it shows. I think that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. I, I like that. It sounds like just positive vibes all around. Oh, I'm all for that kind of thing. That That's really cool. Yeah. That it's impacted your, both of your lives that way. Yes. Switching on to, like, future events, though. Now, what do you have planned? Well, uh, we have... <laughs> So we have we have the uh, cabins coming up in July, and we have that is a 
10-bedroom cabin that sits on uh, 20 acres of land in Ohio. And no neighbors. And we're going to spend two days up there, about, about 100 of us. We're going to have a nice time there. And then uh, we have fall vacation coming up, which is Kingcopia. And that's all BDSM. That's in October. And then we do have one more this year, but we're, we have not released that yet, that information yet. That one is a surprise until September. Very awesome. Uh, where can people reach you at? Vacation.com. And they can actually, they can reach, they can reach us on Instagram. It's under vacation. Vacation.com is our website. If you Google vacation, the first two pages is all us. Our Facebook page, our um, uh, Instagram, anything like that, all social media sites are going to pop up. Very awesome. And before we close, were there any final words of advice or thoughts that you wanted to share? Uh, I don't have any. Other. Oh, I would say, I would say to your to to your listeners and anyone listening to this. Get out. <laughs> Get out and travel. Your local swinger swingers bar, your swingers club is not the be all. It's not. It's not everything. There's so much out there to see. There's so many places to go. Different people, different vibes, and different environments to be in. So not every swinger party is the same. Not every swinger club is the same. And not every hotel event is the same. So get out and experience. Yeah, I'll say that too. Yeah, get that's out. my advice. <laughs> that's such an awesome way to end the episode. I want to thank both of you for coming on, spending a little time to talk about this, educating people. Honestly, just, you know, talking about the stigma stereotypes, but the beauty behind all of it as well. I really appreciate both of you taking time to just talk. And we appreciate you having us on. Thank you. We appreciate you having us. We most definitely do. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Hush Podcast. Make sure to find us on Podbean, Red Dragons Radio, Google Play Music, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, thehushpodcast.com, our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter page.